0: Today is Monday, August 9th, 2021. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we've got details on a big weekend of racing, including wins for Jonathan Davenport, Sheldon Hoddenshield, Geo Selzy, and much more. Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons, depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now, let's get going. Since there's so many big races from the weekend to talk about, we'll start with the highest paying race, the USA Nationals for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series at Cedar Lake. In Thursday's prelim feature that got moved to Friday because of rain, it was a fun race to the finish between Ashton Winger and Chase Youngens. Youngens led the first six laps before Winger took over on lap seven. Winger was in control until the white flag lap. Youngens got a big run down the backstretch and tried to muscle his way past Winger on the inside into turn three. Out of turn four... Winger was able to keep just enough momentum, though, to beat the 18 back to the checkered by .107 seconds. Brandon Shepard finished third, Jimmy Owens was fourth, and Nick Hoffman completed the top five, driving for Scott Bloomquist. With the Saturday show of USA Nationals not a points race for the Outlaws, that prelim feature was the only points-paying race of the week, and it wasn't a good one for Chris Madden. His 10th place finish behind Bishop's podium Many gave up another 14 markers, so Sheppy's lead is now 102 with 34 races complete. Madden won't have another chance to close the gap until the outlaws are back in action on August 19th at Orange County Fair. 102 points is effectively 51 positions, so Madden needs to get hot and quick to stay in this fight. On Saturday night in the 100 lapper with $50,000 on the line, it turned into a battle of attrition. We started the race with 27 cars, and at the end, only 10 were still in the race. Kyle Bronson ended up leading 85 laps, but he was one of the night's victims. With only eight laps left, he cut down a left rear tire and was out of the feature. Through the race, lots of cars actually ended up in the pit area and some on multiple occasions. Jimmy Owens was a victim, as was Kate Dillard, Ricky Weiss, Brandon Shepard, and a bunch more. At the end, though, it was Superman Jonathan Davenport grabbing his first outlaw win of 2021 and second career USA Nationals Triumph. He was just so methodical through the way, uh, race, working his way up from his 11th starting spot and being in position to seize control of the feature when Bronson had his issues. Davenport led the final 12 laps and took down the $50,000 win. Defending race winner Brandon Overton was second, Ashton Winger third, Jason Fager hard charged from 23rd to finish fourth, and Brandon Shepard recovered from a flat tire to finish fifth. As I said before, the Outlaws are off until August 19th when uh, they start a four-race swing through New York, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. Up next for the kind of world of super late models is the North-South 100 this weekend with Lucas at Florence. That's a 50,000 to win show as well. The Summer Nationals are also back this coming weekend after a few weeks off. We'll have more on all of that later this week. With the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, this weekend was the final two races for the series until the Knoxville Nationals start. They took on the Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 in Pevely, Missouri for the Ironman 55 weekend. On Friday night, we had a caution on the opening lap for Kel Thomas and Justin Peck, and then from there, it went caution-free. Logan Shuhart led the first six laps, but Sheldon Hoddenshield took over the lead on lap seven and drove away to a dominating win. Brad Sweet tried to keep pace through lap traffic, but could never get close enough to mount a challenge. Sheldon lapped all the way up to seventh place. Behind the 17, Sweet, David Gravel, Logan Schuhart, and Carson Macedo completed the top five. On Saturday night, we had seven lead changes among three drivers, but at the end of the 55 lapper, it was, again, Sheldon Haudenshield celebrating in victory lane. Parker Price Miller was strong in the early going, leading 10 laps, but he cut down a tire on lap 16 and ended up crashing. The work area did their thing and, with the help of another caution, was able to get him back in the race after replacing the front end, right rear tire, and front wing. He finished 13th later on. The other driver to lead laps was David Gravel. He battled Sheldon through much of the race, but couldn't keep him at bay. bay. Huddenshield took over the lead for good with uh, 12 laps left and drove away to the $20,000 win. James McFadden hard charged from 12th to finish second. Brad Sweet was third. Logan Shuhart fourth. Enrico Abreu was fifth. The wins were the 6th and 7th of the season for Sheldon, and it was second career Ironman 55 victory for him. In the standings, Sweet grew his lead a little more over Macedo and Gravel with two podium runs. Macedo is second, 140 out, and Gravel is four more points back in third. We won't see any movement this week at Knoxville as the event is show-up points only. On Sunday, a lot of the Outlaw teams made the trip to Knoxville to run the 10th annual Capitani Classic. It was the final race for the teams to get on the track before the Knoxville Nationals prelims start on Wednesday night. 65 cars took part, so it was a stout field. In the 25-lap main event, Corey Eliasson led the first 12 laps from the pole, but David Gravel gla- uh, grabbed the lead on lap 13 and drove away to the $8,000 win. Eliasson, Donnie Schatz, Kerry Madsen, and Sheldon Hodgenshield completed the top five. Interestingly, the last, uh, not last two Knoxville National champions also won the Capitani Classic that year. Sweet did it in 2018 and Gravel did it in 2019. This could be a good omen for Gravel as he gets ready to defend his Knoxville Nationals crown. Looking at tonight, there's more 410 racing coming up. The Front Row Challenge takes place at Southern Iowa Speedway and the winner will take down $21,000. Not everyone will make the trip over from Knoxville, but they should have a nice field anyway. Also at Knoxville over the weekend was the remainder of the 360 Nationals. On Friday night in the second prelim feature, Gio Selzy made some nice moves in the last 10 laps to drive from fourth to the lead. He grabbed the top spot from Carson McCarl with two to go and drove away to the win in the nonstop race. Darren Pittman ended up the high point man on the night, and that set up Shane Golubic and Pittman on the front row of the Saturday night feature with Sam Havertiep and Gio Selzy behind on row two. Some big names that missed the big show included Matt Covington, Kyle Reinhart, Colby Copeland, Michael Ficino, Greg Wilson, Jeff Swindell, and J.J. Hickel. Once green, Darren Pittman charged to the lead and he was out front until lap 22 when things got really good between him and Geo Selzy. With the veteran Pittman on the bottom and the young Selzy up top, the two swapped the lead multiple times late in the going. With Pittman leading at the white flag into turn one on the final lap, the, car, the lap car of Ian Madsen was on the bottom, so Pittman had to switch lanes to kind of try to avoid Matson on the bottom and also slow Gio's momentum. But Selzy was just too good off of turn two and was able to grab the lead down the backstretch and drive away to the win. It was a big score for Gio and the KCP team and he was fired up afterwards. Pittman finished second, Justin Henderson third, Shane Gullabick fourth, and Brooke Tatnall was fifth. We'll see if those good runs for Gio and Pittman will translate into success this week for the 410 Nationals. Another open-wheel action over the weekend, we had the conclusion of Eastern Midget Week for USAC. Friday night at Bloomsburg Fair, Alex Bright led early, but Thomas Meserol looked to be the guy to beat. He got bright, uh, got by Bright on lap 8 and was strong out front until lap 20 when disaster struck. He tangled with a lap car in between 1 and 2 and spun out of the lead. Looked like team has kind of just misjudged the speed of the lap car when he tried to pass him on the high side. Nat that handed the lead to Tanner Thorson, who then led the rest of the way for his second consecutive USAC midget victory and sixth of the year. Justin Grant, Cannon McIntosh, uh, Bright, and Emerson Axum were the rest of the top five. On Saturday night at Clyde Martin Memorial Speedway, it was Justin Grant bagging his first series victory of the year. He got by Emerson Axum on lap 23 and drove away to the win. What a wild little racetrack that place is. We saw a bunch of sliders, guys banging the boards, and don't forget, this is the track where Logan Seavey made his famous wall pass a few years ago. Leaving the weekend, even with his injuries, Buddy Kofoid was able to keep pace with his competition, and he maintains the points lead. Chris Wyndham is second, 21 points back, and Axum is 35 back in third. Kofoid was supposed to compete this week at Knoxville with CJB in the sprint car, but he's going to sit out to heal and Zeb Wise is taking his place. The USAC Midgets are back next week at the Dirt Track at IMS for the BC39. Elsewhere with USAC, the USAC Silver Crown Series was at Sealands Grove Speedway on Sunday for round number five of the season, and we were treated to our fifth different 2021 winner. C.J. Leary led early and tried to make a late run, but he couldn't top Logan CV. CV led 66 of the 75 laps and route to his first ever Silver Crown win, Leary settled for second, Jake Swanson was third, Shane Cockrum fourth, and Justin Grant completed the top five. Series heads to the pavement of Lucas Oil Raceway this week, and we've got a tight points battle at the top. Only 34 points separate the top four with Grant, Seavey, and Shane Cottle all within striking distance of leader Coney Swanson. Other wheel, uh, weekend open-wheel winners included Brent Cruz sweeping the Power-Eye midget features at Peevely, Briggs Danner won with the USAC East Coast Sprint Cars at Bloomsburg. Cole Macedo won in a 410 at Lernerville. Justin Sanders at Ocean. Anthony Macri at West Virginia. Devin Borden won Friday night at Williams Grove and Saturday at Port Royal. Nate Dussel took Fremont. Jaden Rogers grabbed two non-wing wins. Corey Haas won at Lincoln. Carl Bowser at Sharon. Scotty Knightzel with the IRA at Wilmot. Mark Dobmeyer with the NOSA Sprints at Buffalo River. And Luke Cranston topped Jason Martin and Stu uh, Stu Snyder to bag the $7,000 305 Nationals at Belleville. For more from the Open Wheel Weekend, check out tjslideways.com. Other weekend late model winners included Rushdie Schlenk bagging the $33,000 at Merritt Speedway with the ALMS. That's a pretty nice win there. Mike Mahler and Hudson O'Neill took down Ironman wins at Ponderosa and Brownstown. Devin Moran won the Super Late Model Show at West Virginia. Corey Hedgecock took the All-Stars win at Smoky Mountain. Michael Norris won the Rush Show at Pittsburgh. And Devin Moran won again on Saturday at Wayne County. For more on the late model weekend, hit up dirtondirt.com. There are four items on the streaming schedule for today, including the front row challenge at Oski on Flow Racing, modifieds at Willamette on Speed Sport, and outlaw karts at English Creek on the Cushion. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.